0: The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. The psalmist uh, saw Jerusalem fall. He saw the Jews slain. He saw many taken to to Babylon captive. And, And here he's he's lamenting to God. He's crying to God. I mean, in verse one, he says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. And he said, I, I even know that God can hear me. I mean, sometimes when we pray, it's really bad when we get to the place where we don't think God's hearing us. You ever feel like your prayers aren't getting anywhere? They're not They're not actually getting to the ears of God. You feel like, uh, man, it's just not getting past the ceiling. Sometimes we pray and we ask God for help and we, we don't get that immediate help or relief or peace that we need. And and uh, can, I, can I remind us all this morning that peace is not the absence of trouble, it is the presence of God. It's not God removing, if you would, what is troubling us in our circumstance. It's not God taking those circumstances and changing them. It's not God doing our bidding. It's God fitting us to do His bidding, to do His will. And sometimes God does not change our circumstance. The truth is that sometimes God allows them to continue in our lives because God is not trying to change our circumstances, He's trying to change us to fit our circumstances. And really the change, as much as we'd love our circumstances to change, the change that needs to happen is within us, not without us. And a lot of times we spend a lot of our praying saying, God, change this and change that and all of our our prayers are directed at what's around us when really God wants us to focus on what is within us. And say, uh, you know, what is in me that needs to change? God, what is it about me that needs to change? What is about me that is not, that, that is not listening or, 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 or having faith in your word enough to, to find hope in this present situation that I'm in? And the psalmist found himself in that situation, just couldn't sleep. Uh, uh, anybody ever sleepwalk? Anybody like that or have a sleepwalker in the house? I, I have several in my children. Uh, it's amazing when they get sick, they sleepwalk, and I love to mess with them when they do. But, uh, uh, you know, my, uh, my, uh, my son was uh, sick recently, and he had a fever, and uh, he's, uh, is he in here? No, good, I, I embarrass him, all right, you tell him later. But uh, he was, he, he came downstairs, and I was kind of sitting in the chair, and uh, he walks down, and I could tell already that he was walking in his sleep. And uh, he's, he says, hey, Dad, and I said, hey, Mike, how you doing? And uh, he just, he just kind of just looking at me, and I said, I said, are you okay, man? And he goes, you know, Dad, I just had to ask you a question. And I said, okay, man, what, what do you want to ask me? He said, you know, about that thing. And I said, no, what thing? What do you ask me? I want to ask you a question about that thing. I, I said, what thing, Mike? What did, what did you want to ask me about? He goes, you, you know, that thing, you know, that, that thing, you know, we talked about it before. And I said, I said, Mike, I'm not really sure what you're talking about, buddy." he goes, dad, come on, you know what I'm talking about. And I said, Mike, I really, I really don't. I really don't know what you're talking about. He goes, he goes, it's the thing. I said, oh, the thing. And he's like, yeah, the thing. He said, what should we do about that? I said, I have no idea. He goes, okay. And I said, do you want to go back to bed? He go, and, he, and he goes, no. Nope. I don't want to. And I said, I think you're I think you're already sleeping. And he, he's, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. And, and I was afraid he was going to stumble on his way up. It's amazing how, how uh, conscious you can be while you're sleeping sometimes uh, in a situation like that to be able to hold conversations. Uh, I have some crazy things with my kids uh, walking around and saying things that didn't uh, much matter. Sometimes that's us in our prayer life, though. Sometimes we're saying, God, you know, you know that thing. And God's saying, no, tell me. What, what is it? That's on your heart sometimes we we have a hard time articulating to God what it is that's on our heart that's bothering us and God's trying to tell us hey listen I know I want to help you and uh, you're in this situation where you're in trouble and and you need rest and you need peace and you need sleep and I want to give that to you but sometimes we just we're not we're not on the right page with God we're not thinking the way he's thinking. We're not, we're not looking to His word or asking God for help as we should. And the psalm is saying, "God, I need help." And, and we see him, really, as we look at this first point, in the darkness of despair. He's in despair. I mean, he's, he's crying out to God. He's unable to sleep, and as he, he's unable to sleep, you ever when you can't sleep, you ever pray. And he's praying, and then he moves to remembering. And sometimes I find myself in praying that I'm doing more thinking than actually praying. But I think God uses that too, doesn't he? He he starts to remember some things in verses 3 through 6. He he says, I remember the Lord. I remember God, and I was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. Thou holdest uh, mine eyes waking. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. In Romans chapter 8, the Bible talks about us sometimes that, that when we don't know what to say, that the Holy Spirit with groanings which cannot be uttered, that, that He speaks on our behalf. That He, uh, Aren't you glad for the uh, Word of God that tells us that Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us? Because sometimes I really feel so foolish when I come to God and I don't even know what to say to Him. And I feel like what I'm saying makes no sense. Uh, uh, and, and I think he must be thinking that. God, uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what's bothering me. I'm not even sure why I'm in this position. Darkness of despair, he's praying and he's remembering. Finally, he he gets himself to a position where he starts questioning God. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking God questions. It isn't a sin David and Jesus ask the Lord the same question, but it, it is a sin to demand an immediate answer to suggest that God needs our counsel or that God needs our help in a situation in figuring this thing out. Sometimes uh, I think we're doing less praying and more counseling God. God you know uh, you know don't you understand that this is how it's supposed to be that this is what is supposed to happen and boy our expectations are really not being met by God and we're really uh, struggling because God is just not doing what we want him to do. And we find ourselves then questioning God. You notice what he says to God? Notice some of the questions that he asks. He says, I, verse 6, I call to remembrance. In verse 7, he starts to question God. He says, will the Lord cast off forever? I mean, think about this question. In verse 8, is his mercy gone forever? Does his promise fail forever? He says, has, has God forgotten to be gracious? I mean, think about that question. Has God forgotten His grace? Has God forgotten to be gracious to us? The Bible says that uh, He is not slack concerning His promise, but he is, he is gracious to us. He is good to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to what? To repentance. Aren't you glad for the grace of God? We sang about God's grace today. Grace is what God gives us that we don't deserve. And surely this morning, what I understand is that as a sinner, I deserve uh, deserve to die and go to a place called hell. The Bible uh, says is what I deserve, the wages of my sin, the payment for my sin is death. But notice the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I deserve despair, and I deserve destruction, and I deserve to die. And the psalmist starts to look at God and question God and say, God, are you even working? Are you even here? Are, have you forgotten me? Have you forgotten to be gracious? Here's some questions. Has God rejected us? No, he's faithful to his words. As a matter of fact, Lamentations 3 tells us, the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies, for he doth not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. No, God is good, and the devil's a liar this morning. He, he is good, and he's always been good. Will, will he ever again show favor to Israel? I mean, the psalmist was asked this question. God, are you ever going to, to, to show favor to Israel? The Bible says in Psalm 30 and verse 5, For his anger endureth uh, but, but a moment, in his favor his life meet, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Aren't you glad that as though we go through struggles and we go through trials and we go through tribulations, that though we may have to endure these things in life, that joy is still a possibility for us today? I don't know what situation you find yourself in, but I want to tell you that the joy of the Lord can be your strength. That joy is a possibility. The Holy Spirit can still bring about joy in your life. Has God failed in his promises? The Bible says in 1 Kings, blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised, there hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Aren't you glad that God has not failed even in one word? God has not failed any in, in any of his promises. Sometimes we feel like God has failed us, but it's not true. The psalmist here felt that way. He was in despair. Not only do we see the, the darkness of despair, but number two, we see the dawn of despair of decision the dawn of decision look, look at verse number 10 he, he begins to make a decision he says and i said this is my infirmity but i will remember the years of the right hand of the most high i will remember the works of the lord surely i will remember thy wonders of old i will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Here's the truth this morning. If you're in despair, you have a decision that you have to make. Either you're going to continue to despair, you're going to continue to be discouraged, you're going to continue to have those sleepless nights, you're going to continue to fret and to worry and be anxious, or you can make the decision to trust the Lord and remember Him. The psalmist here said, I I, I have a choice that I need to make. I'm in this situation it's adverse. It's, it's against me. I don't know what to do. I'm in this situation. I have got to respond some way. Clearly God has brought things into our lives because He wanted a response from us. God wants us to respond. It's sad sometimes when we hear the Word of God and we don't respond. It's sad sometimes when we have the Word of God and it's right in front of us and we don't respond when we know where to turn, but we don't turn there. Isn't it sad when you have the directions and you don't follow them? It's sad when people don't have the directions at all. But it's more sad when they have the directions than they don't follow the directions. Come on, friend, this morning, God has not left us alone. God has not left us without instruction. God have not, has not left us without hope. God has not left us without promise. I stand here before you to remind you this morning that the promises of the Lord are true. And not one of them, not one of them has God not kept. And the ones that have yet to come to fulfillment will be kept. We serve a God that is a God of his word. Aren't you glad for that? Come on, uh, we don't live in a day where people keep their word, but God always keeps his word. You don't have to doubt God. You don't have to doubt his word. As he begins to uh, question all these things, he comes to the point of decision and says, I will remember, I will remember God. I will remember his word. I will meditate. Listen, what does the Bible say? The blessed man meditates on the word of God day and night. Come on, there's there's times that I meditate on the word of God during the day, but a lot of times it's during tough times that I meditate on the word of God at night. When I can't sleep. And I think, God... You're the one that gives rest. But God, if I'm awake and I'm worried and I'm in this trial and in this tribulation, I need to make a decision here that I'm going to trust you, that I'm going to meditate on your truths and your principles. That We see this dawn of decision during the crisis experiences of life. There comes a time when we must get ourselves up, if you would, and say, I'm going to trust God that we would get out of pity and into reality again. Because pity keeps us from reality, doesn't it? When we feel sorry for for ourselves, we never face the truth. When I feel sorry for myself, I'm only thinking about me. I'm not thinking about God. Are you with me? The longer I think about me, the more I'm going to despair. This is what we do. This is the trap we fall into. We think about ourselves and we think more about ourselves and we think more about ourselves. And we think how life's not fair what happened to us and how we don't deserve it. Again, it's me, 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 me. If you notice, even in the Psalms, the pronouns begin to change. He, he stops talking about I and me and my and he starts to talk about God. And when he begins to focus not on himself and stops pitting himself and he starts to think about God and, and focus on God and meditate on God, you know what it does? It picks him up. He starts to understand, hey, listen, even though I'm in trouble right now, I'm not going to be in trouble forever. Even though I'm in despair right now, I'm not going to be in despair uh, uh, forever. This is just a temporary period of time. And, hey, you know what you need to know in that time? That God is with you even when you're in that despair, even when you're in that trouble, even though you don't know what decision to make. The best decision you can make is to remember God. Remember Him. Boy, it's so amazing how much I forget God. How much I forget God. I mean, you with me this morning? I mean, how much in life we really don't even think about God. I mean, we think about ourselves a lot. What I feel, what I want, what my goals are, what my dreams are, what my expectations are. How about today in God's house, is God's church, we think about God. What a concept is it amazing how sometimes, though, even we can come and gather in the church of the living God and think about only ourselves? Think about, oh, you, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. If you only knew what I was going through. Listen, can I tell you this morning, I don't need to know. God already knows. God knows what you're going through. And hey, listen, I'm glad we got brothers and sisters in Christ and we can help bear each other's burdens and pray for one another, encourage one, one another. And I, I know sometimes uh, we're, we're in that position where we think nobody knows the, the trouble I've seen and, and we want to have a pity party and feel sorry for ourselves. But well, we didn't come here this morning to have a pity party. We didn't come here this morning to feel sorry for ourselves. We came here to worship Almighty God, we came here to worship the one who is worthy of blessing and honor and glory and power. And if you'd stop thinking about your problem for a minute, if you'd stop thinking about your situation for a minute, and you lift up your eyes and look on him, if you look on Jesus, boy, it'll change your perspective. It'll change your heart. I like what David said. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. We have to recognize that this morning. He's higher than we are. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Hey, listen to me this morning. As high and lofty as I think my thoughts are, as great as my plans are, God is higher and greater and better. When I get despair, and when I get depression, and when I get exhausted, and when I come to my end, if you would... He's not even getting started yet. He doesn't fail. He doesn't run out. He doesn't get tired. That's us. If you come this morning, you know sometimes this is what we do. We come into God's house and we think, I'm going to do more. If I just do more, I'll be less tired. Boy, that's a lie. But isn't that what we do to ourselves as Christians. Boy, I'm just going to do more. If I just do more, and sometimes even in preaching, I think that's what we come away with. I just got to do more. If I just do more, I'll be happier. If I just do more, and notice our focus is just on what we do. The truth is, if you are unhappy, if you are without joy, if you are in despair, it is not you doing more that's going to make you happy. It's you falling back in love with Jesus again that's going to make you happy. If you've left your first love, you need to go back to falling in love with Jesus again. Because it doesn't matter how much you do and how many things you check off that checklist and how much you try to act and you say, I'm going to sign up for more and I'm going to do more, I'm going to serve more, I'm going to do more action. We think always the answer is more action. Sometimes the answer is getting on our knees and not doing anything and crying out to God and looking to Him and saying, God, I can't do anything without you. And the reason why I'm in this situation is because I've been trying. I've been trying to do it without you. God, forgive me for trying to live this life that you've given me. Hey, listen, before Jesus, we didn't have life. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Friends, we didn't have life before Jesus. And you hath he quickened, which were dead in your trespasses and sins. But now we're alive unto Christ. But thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Did not he give us life Abundant life and victorious, abundant life. yes, he has, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm living a victorious, abundant life. Come on, even people that serve God, if you would, full time. You know what they get you know what they get caught in just doing things. Just the routine. you know what God's not impressed with vain repetition, saying the same words, doing the same things. God's not impressed with how many songs we sing and how much. God knows our hearts this morning, and he knows whether it's just coming from our heads and it's just coming from our bodies or it's coming from our hearts. Is God on the throne of your heart today? Does he have your heart? The dawn of decision, boy, the decision is clear that we need to make. We need to let God have his way. Stop asking for our way. You know what I've found in the night when I've wrestled with God when I could not sleep and I wrestled to find rest, the problem was, not my situation, the problem was that I was fighting against what God wanted. And I was trying to tell God that he needed to do things the way I wanted him to do them. And I thought God was failing me because he wasn't doing what I was saying. But then I found out the problem was I wasn't doing what he was saying. And that was the failure. Boy, isn't it amazing how sometimes... We're just so foolish, aren't we? And we think, we think we got it all. We think we got it all figured out. But I have yet to figure out a sovereign, holy, righteous God. In his mind, and I, by the way, if I could figure him out, he wouldn't be God. And most of the things that we do that we can explain, we know we did them. But the things that are unexplained, our God does. And he gets the glory for. I'm glad for the things that God's done in my life that I just can't put an explanation on. I'm glad God saved me this morning. We see the darkness of despair, the dawn of decision. Lastly, this morning, we see the day of deliverance. The day of deliverance. In verses 13 through 20, again, the pronouns suddenly change from I and my to thee and thou. He's referring to God. When we look at our circumstances, we focus on ourselves. We see no hope, but when we look by faith to the Lord, our circumstances may not change, but we do. Isn't it amazing how we could come away being in the same exact circumstances we were? Listen, Asaph, his circumstances didn't change. The nation of Israel was still destroyed. People were still led away captive. There was still destruction all around him. There were still uh, all kinds of things that uh, could have led to despair. But notice what he begins to do. Look at it. Verse number 13, he says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Now, that's a better question, isn't it? Before he's saying, has God forgotten to be gracious? Now he's saying, who's a greater God than our God? I mean, who's greater than our God? Are you with me this morning? (laughs) Who is greater than our God? There's none greater than our God. He looks up in faith and he rejoices in the greatness of God. And then he looks back. And he remembers how good God's been. Hey, listen, look up, but then look back. If you've been saved any length of time, you know as you look back that God has been good to you. Isn't that a lot of things that the songs do for us as we sing the song? We remember the goodness of God. We remember how good God's been to us. We remember that God has helped us. We remember that God has answered our prayers. We remember that God has not left us alone. You ever uh, look back and say, I wonder why I was so worried about that. Well, why, did I, why, did I spend so, why did I waste so much time worrying about this situation and God came through and I should have known and I should have just trusted and you know what we say? I'll never do that again. But then we do. The circumstances change. The heat is a little hotter maybe. Maybe. It becomes a little harder. It becomes a little bit more difficult. But I think that we forget the verse when God says to us, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you. What's he saying? Christians, don't think it's strange when you go through trials because it's normal to the Christian life. I understand if you flip on the TV today and go to whatever religious channel you go to, you may not hear that. Because you may hear that everything that you do, if you're blessed, if you're living the Christian life, if you're doing everything you're supposed to do, that you're going to be healthy and you're going to be wealthy. And everything's going to be good and you're going to be successful. It's not in here. As a matter of fact, that is counter to every Christian that I see in the Word of God. I don't see one Christian that did right, And everything just went just so smooth. Didn't have to worry about a thing. He's just healthy and wealthy and wise. And boy, he's just blessed. You know, we we say that all the time, don't we? We attribute the word blessed to such such stupid things sometimes, don't we? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And usually it's a material thing, right? And usually it's assigned to something we've done. We think, I'm just so blessed. I'm just so blessed. Listen, we're blessed because God's good he's good. And the truth is, none of us are good. We're not good. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. When we begin to think that we're good, you know the problem is we begin to think, we compare, we say, I'm good. I'm good. So the problem is, I'm good and bad stuff is happening to me and bad stuff shouldn't happen to good people. Here's the problem. You're not good. And something bad happened to a good person, but the only good person that's ever walked the planet is Jesus Christ. And something bad happened to him, so something good could happen to us. And Jesus died on the cross for us, not to give us, if you would, some smooth road here, but that so we could be conformed to his image and his likeness. We could be more like him. understand, maybe not a popular message I thought, you know, some people will go in droves to listen to people who will prophesy about how blessing and health and wealth will come to them. That's not the truth. And some Christians sit in despair and think, well, I must be, listen, let's not be Job's friends this morning. You with me? Not everybody, not every one of you that's going through a health struggle or through a family crisis or through a financial battle today, not every one of you is in that position because you've done wrong. Some of you are in that position and you're doing right. And what I have to say to you this morning is, God is with you. He's not left you alone. And keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Don't get discouraged. Don't think, well, I just need to quit. I need to throw in the towel because I'm just not getting the results that I want. Listen to me. Sometimes as a pastor, I get that, that same sickness. I'm not getting the results that I want. And I have to go again to God and say, God, I plant, I water, but you give the increase. You give the increase. I'm just in this to serve. I'm just to serve. Hey, listen, that's what we are this morning. The psalmist cried out to God he couldn't find sleep, but notice, on the bed, he finally made a decision. He said, "I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to stop thinking about myself. I'm going to stop focusing on my circumstances, and I'm going to look at God, and I'm going to remember Him. I'm going to remember how good He's been to me. And I remember how he's helped others around me. He's helped those that have come before me. You know, some of the great things about being with God's people is listening to testimonies of how God's helped other people too, because that's our God. I'm glad he hasn't just helped me. How about you? I'm glad he's helped thousands, thousands of people. And by the way, there's people in the same position you are this morning. Somewhere else in this world, you're not the only one. So what we need to do is walk away from that circle that we drew around ourselves and we're thinking only of ourselves. We need to look up and look to God and make that decision today. I'm going to think about God. So many times in God's church, we can't really praise God. We don't really worship God because we're not really thinking about God. We're just thinking about us. When you sang this morning, were you really thinking about God or were you just thinking about you? It's a convicting thought, isn't it? When you read the Bible, are you thinking about God? Are you thinking about you? Are you thinking about somebody else that the passage of Scripture applies to other than you? Aren't we great at that? We're great at thinking about other people. Oh, oh, you need to get listen to this message. You know, this message would be really good for you. Really, today we've come to look to God. You know, stopping and looking at God is a good thing. And when we, look at, when we truly look at God, we don't think more of ourselves. We think less of ourselves. We humble ourselves. We pray. We seek his face. We turn from our wicked ways. Then we might start getting some answers. But they'll be always in God's time, right? That's the hard thing, isn't it? We just, we just don't get it in the time that we want. But well, God's always on time, isn't he? Come on, are you with me this morning? God's never been late. He's always on time. We don't have to despair. We don't have to lament. We don't have to cry. We can praise him this morning. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.